This is a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I am a graduate of that program, not a student, and if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, this is, you're in for a treat. Um, This is what happened. So last week, I'm, you know, doing my thing, working on decoding Fox News, and I get an alert on my phone, and I read this headline. Exclusive. Alex Jones' phone dump reveals text conversations with Tucker Carlson. Now, if you're a news junkie like myself, you knew this was coming. There were hints of this when we all found out that Alex Jones basically lost control of his phone records. His lawyer screwed up. The other lawyer got the phone records, got the text messages, and there was... And they they alerted Alex Jones's lawyer, like, "Hey, you might want to do something about this because, right, you accidentally gave us everything." And Alex Jones's lawyer didn't do anything about to stop it. There was like a time limit, and then boom, the other lawyer had it, completely legal. Nothing Alex Jones could do about it. So anyway, I happen to know the journalist that wrote this and got this exclusive uh, scoop. His name is Sebastian Murdoch. I met him through Andy Campbell. You'll hear that at the very end of this interview. Andy Campbell, who wrote the book about the Proud Boys. So there's all a bunch of overlappingness with this as the extremist beat is kind of, all beats are kind of known for that, but the extremist beat is not very big and we all kind of know each other. Okay. Hey, Sebastian Murdoch. Hi, how are you? Hi. Yeah, sure. Uh, So I'm I'm a reporter for uh, HuffPost. And uh, we're speaking today about a story I did uh, revealing text messages that I obtained between Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson. And I remember when I saw it lit up on my phone, the alert lit up on my phone, and I didn't know that you wrote the article. And um, I pounced on it. I was like, ah, 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 ah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And then it said exclusive, and I got even more excited. So how did you, if you can't tell it, that's fine, but how did you get an exclusive like this sure and and, uh, yeah i can tell it so it actually goes back to alex jones's first sandy hook trial which took place in august in austin texas um it was during the trial that attorney mark bankston uh the plaintiff's lawyers uh called alex out on the stand and said did you know 12 days ago your attorneys turned over the entire contents of your phone and uh you know, did not mark it as privileged. Um, it was a pretty humiliating moment for for Alex Jones. And, uh, you know, the judge in this case uh, did not agree to seal or have the records destroyed. Um, so now months later, Mark Bankston turned uh, a portion of those text messages over to me. And what they show is that Alex and jo- Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson are, uh, you know, clearly uh, close friends, and it kind of shows their burgeoning relationship. Uh, and what it also shows to me is, you know, the danger of having 
uh, a conspiratorial, um, you know, the the man who has harassed the parents of dead children for years, uh, potentially influencing, or at the very least, um, you know, having a friendship with uh, a juggernaut of the right-wing media sphere, uh, Tucker Carlson. When you got the exclusive, is it because you knew the lawyer and it, you just were there when it happened? Yeah, I I mean, basically, I have been um, specifically reporting on Alex Jones's defamation cases for the last four years. Um, so, you know, I, uh, Mr. Bankston trusted me uh, with the material. And, uh, you know, what can I say? I'm, I'm a good journalist and, and I, I got it. How does yeah. your article start? It starts with Tucker Carlson. Who is he going to to warn about COVID-19? Yeah, so at the start of uh, in March 2020, Tucker Carlson uh, does a surprising thing, and he drives to Mar-a-Lago to warn President Trump to take the virus seriously. And then what's even more surprising is that that caught the attention of Alex Jones, who texted Tucker um, to essentially say thank you. And Infowars had actually written a story about it. Uh, the headline, you know, something to the effect of, um, you know, Tucker Carlson drives to Mar-a-Lago and the subhead was Fox News host saves America. So even Infowars in this moment appear to be taking it seriously. Um, and then within a couple months, you know, when the president decided he didn't want to take the virus seriously, it, it appeared that both Tucker and Alex got in line. And what was interesting, too, is that if you if you go back and try to find that Infowars article that said, you know, Tucker drove to Mar-a-Lago, they deleted it. Well, I know there was a big study I when I was working on my capstone, which is like a thesis. Sure. Uh, there was a big study on um, uh, how Fox News handled COVID-19. And interestingly enough, at the start, Tucker was the one that was more, hey, this is scary. And Hannity was the one. That was don't worry about it. And then they flipped at some point. That's right. And and even after Tucker went to Mar-a-Lago, he went on his Fox News program and he warned his audience. He he told them to to take it seriously. Um, and then months later, you know, he is platforming two California doctors who are are saying that COVID actually isn't that bad and we should reopen businesses, um, which of course we know to be not true. And those doctors, um, you know, they're not epidemiologists. They run urgent care clinics. Um, you know, they they were not in a position to to be making those sort of claims. I saw one of them. I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. He was California urgent care. He owned like his own little urgent care store and uh, or office or clinic or whatever. And he uh, was on because I, I also surveyed one American news network. And OK, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing how he would just say, well, I had this one patient. And this one patient, blah 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 blah, and that would be the whole survey. That would right. be the entire study. Yeah, they guy. use they use anecdotes as <laughs> yeah. hard scientific evidence, and and you know yeah. that's just he, not how it works. He would literally go like, "I have this one patient, and right. I gave him, you know, um, I gave him hydroxychloroquine, and he got better." Huh. Right. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> There's a slight audio glitch here that I can't fix. I'm just going to explain what's about to happen. Um, I just asked Sebastian about how, in some cases, he had half of a conversation in text messages. Alex had deleted his half? Yeah, yeah. Alex Alex deleted his side of the conversations. I, I asked Alex about that. Um, you know, it, he told me it was a lot of him saying, I don't remember. 
um, which I do think um, is not a total lie. I think um, he probably does have have kind of a shitty memory. What would be your favorite? Uh, and I know favorite's kind of an interesting term, uh, like email exchange, because there's all of the emails you could read them in the article that you that was that Huffin, Huffington Post published. But what what is like the craziest exchange that you that you noticed? Yeah, I think um, you know a lot of what Alex does is he is reaching out to Tucker almost every time and and you can kind of tell that Tucker is maybe even a little annoyed at points um but it's still interesting to me that you know Alex Jones is sending Tucker Carlson for instance a video of an animated dragon and Alex Jones is doing a racist Chinese accent and then is sending this material to Tucker Carlson, who's then like responding positively back to it. And I think just the idea of like Tucker Carlson is is watching this Infowars content, is actively engaging with it. Um, and that, you know, you you almost think that he would be a little better than that. But of course, it's also not that surprising. Well, the other thing that I thought was very crazy about the tone of these emails is that it, they do seem very chummy. Yeah, like, like two bros, like hey, bro. Well, yeah. so yeah, I mean, what what also was really surprising to me too is that Alex Jones um, texted Tucker Carlson said saying that he was worried about getting arrested, and we know he was never arrested. And when once I started digging into what was happening on those dates, what I realized is this was the time, uh, the same time that Alex Jones was on his program where he went on this incredible rant about how he's going to eat his neighbors and how he's going to gut them up and fillet them. And then he wanted to talk to Tucker Carlson. And Alex confirmed to me that that is what the conversation was about. And I think what surprises me is that not only did Tucker take that phone call, is having a conversation where Alex is defending his comments about wanting to eat his neighbors. And then Tucker gets off the phone and thinks to himself, well, that's you know, that's almost reasonable to him, right? Like, yeah. he, he texted Alex back afterwards saying, great to talk to you. And, you know, you would think anyone else would say, you know, maybe I don't actually want to hang out with this guy and be associated with him. Seems in your article that you were in direct contact with Alex Jones. Were you, how was he as a person to yeah, contact? The, yeah, that's right. So I've, I've had a couple run-ins with Alex. Um, you know, obviously he's, he's not a big fan of mine. Um, <laughs> But we did, we we spoke on the phone for about 20 minutes. Um, you know, he does a lot of ranting and, and I tried to keep as much of that out of the story as possible. Obviously, you don't just want to give this guy the microphone and let him say whatever he wants. Um, but I think he, he did say some things that I think put some of the text messages into their proper context. Um, I will say uh, about 15 minutes into our conversation, he, uh, he, he, told me he said uh you know how do you know that these are even my text messages and i i had to say well alex because we've been talking about them for the last 15 <laughs> minutes and you haven't denied it <laughs> well it's like what i found was so interesting is i haven't watched that much of his trials because i decoding fox news is very much a full-time job yeah um but i have seen clips of it and it is it it's like he goes into show mode and he thinks when he was on trial, thinks he's like on his show. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And actually, one of the more uh, disgusting things he did in the Austin trial 
um, when he was on the stand, he was coughing the entire time. He had this terrible cough and he just couldn't stop coughing. Uh, as soon as he got off the stand, he went outside the courthouse to talk to reporters and apparently was totally cured, you know, didn't didn't have to cough anymore. And it's so everything's got to be a sideshow. Um, you know, in Connecticut, he encouraged his audience to put up Infowars stickers outside of the courthouse. And his supporters did that. Um, and this is in Connecticut where the shooting happened. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a level of disrespect that that is just beyond the pale. And it's also clear to me that uh, Alex Jones has not learned his lesson. And I don't I don't think he ever will. Well, and it's interesting, too, that he tried to pull that on you during your conversation with him, like 20 minutes in. He's like, oh, wait, how do you know? These are my text messages like yeah, well and it's he's like, on his show right yeah um and and it, he is uh you know i mean he's he's a mess of a person i i don't know how else to put it and then how was this is the one that i was just because tucker carlson i watch him all the time i don't watch him exclusively but um i rotate my primetime shows but he's the one that i find the most dangerous on fox yeah uh, for a number of reasons but he always whines when people won't go on a show, you know, like we asked them to come on my show and they said no. But apparently when you reached out to the Tucker Carlson Tonight staff, they just repeatedly ignored you, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I called Tucker, I texted him, I emailed him. Um, I even asked uh, Alex to, to let Tucker know that I was trying to get in touch and um, obviously, you know, it's within Tucker's right to not want to respond to me. That's, yeah. that's totally fair. But, but yeah, it does speak a lot to your point, which is that he wants to, you know, shift that anyone who doesn't come on his show is a coward. And yet he, he wants to run away from stories like this. If you could talk to Tucker Carlson, what would you love to ask him or show him of your evidence? That kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I I did um, you know, I sent him an email with a pretty detailed list of questions. Um, you know, one of the more surprising text messages that he sent to Alex, he says something to the effect of um everyone who thought it was okay to deplatform Alex Jones will look like a fucking moron. Um and you know, I would have loved to have asked him about that because it really is um you know, he's drawing a line in the sand and he's clearly uh, in in the camp with Jones and is um, defending him wholeheartedly. Right. Um, and and I think knowing more uh, about that would uh, would certainly have been helpful. How much do you think I get asked this a lot and I would love to hear your opinion about it. How how much do you think with the um, backwards and back and forth between Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones, Tucker influences Alex and Alex influences Tucker. What, what have you seen with that? I mean, I, th I think, um, I don't, I, you know, my concern is that whether or not Alex is directly influencing Tucker Carlson, what we are seeing is how in line they are with, with identical conspiracies. Um, and that to me is dangerous. I, I you know, in the past, few years it seems tucker carlson has really amped up uh conspiratorial rhetoric in general and so we're getting to the point where the lines are so blurred um you know where does it start and and where does it where does it end right well he just tucker carlson just had a uh 
story about Damar Hamlin's collapse. And he immediately was like, we don't know. We don't know why he collapsed. We don't know. Right. And then he had on some. And know, it's like, cause he got, he got, he was playing football and yeah. he got fucking hit by a helmet and into his chest. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, you can't say that to Tucker Carlson. He would just say he was uh, immediately on that story, immediately saying that we yeah. don't know. And it created right. the I, vaccine. Yep. and. And, what and kills- so how and how is that, um, you know, any different from what we hear on on Infowars? You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. really not. Um, Tucker just happens to be a little more straight laced, you know, when he's a little bit more careful. Um, uh, he'll say things without like he doesn't come. He doesn't go into screaming rants. Yeah. You know, and scream and bellow and bang on his right. desk and stuff like that. He's a little bit more subtle. Yeah, he and, presents himself as being respectable despite having abhorrent and ridiculous ideas. Yeah, of course. And what kills me is that they're still pushing COVID-19 conspiracies on Fox News. Yeah. I think they would have let it go, but no, they're not yeah. letting it go. And they act as if now, if we were to um, go back in time, we should never have shut a single school down. We should never have shut any businesses down. We should have just gone along business as usual and if you get sick oh well deal right. with it you'll probably be okay you know even right. though it was, we know it was like a roll of the dice i did find this one real small detail very funny the covid19 toothpaste what do you know about that that alex jones was hawking yeah so i mean so alex jones he he makes you know the majority of his money um through selling supplements and you know brain pills uh, on his website and and it's it's incredibly lucrative uh, for him. Um, at the height of the coronavirus pandemic, yeah, he was selling fake toothpaste that he was passing off as a coronavirus cure. Um, and and the Food and Drug Administration had to come and, and issue a warning and had to, you know, they told him that he needed to stop. And, and he did. He never uh, addressed it, obviously. But, uh, you know, and, and that, that sort of... Um, you know, it's just it's so deeply cynical and 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 cruel, even right. I mean, people are dying, and they're also desperate for for you know any anything that could possibly help. Um, Alex Jones knows that, and and he takes advantage of his own audience. I get asked. I probably when I get interviewed, I get asked about Tucker Carlson more than anybody. Um, do you think he's like a true believer, or if he's just a grifter? Tucker, I no, I think he's he's absolutely a grifter. Um, and, and, you know, I think the, the story kind of shows that, too, right, where at, at the beginning of the pandemic, he is warning the president and then a month later he's over it, you know, and, and he's towing the line of whatever conspiracy the president wants to talk about and, and you know, going along with it. Um, I think he, you know, he's a deeply cynical person. I don't trust anyone who wore a bow tie into their mid-30s. That just doesn't sit sit right with me. Have you seen the John? Have you have to have seen the John Stewart? Yeah, crossfire. crossfire. Yeah, of where course. he basically destroyed him, and apparently that was the last time he wore the bow ties. He stopped yeah. wearing the bow ties after that show got canceled. Um, you know, because it was like, dude. And I will say to my listeners, if you haven't seen the uh, John Stewart uh, Tucker Carlson feud is on crossfire it's worth seeing it's amazing it's because john stewart it is a beautiful takedown absolutely just destroys him yeah he's just a puddle he's a puddle on the floor 
by the time John Stewart is done with him and it, his show got canceled right after that. So Tucker Carlson's show got canceled right after that. It's very telling. It, it's interesting. Uh, from my angle, what I see with Tucker all the time is he, and this is why I, in some ways I think he's a grifter. In some ways I think he's a true believer. And yeah. with the white supremacy situation, I feel like he's a true believer. Right. Because he has far too many people that we would describe as extremists or even neo-nazis and he yeah. will promote them or platform them in some way but he won't say what they actually are he'll say oh this person has deplorable views or this person's views are bad but yeah we should still protect them blah 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 and then you know i have to sit there on my computer and do research after the episode and go up oh, it's another neo-nazi um, he's abs he's absolutely pushing uh, an agenda and doing fascist apologia, um, you know. But when when I talk about him grifting, I mean more of you know when he's on his show bitching about how the the green M and M is making him horny yeah, or yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah. you know that I you know he doesn't he doesn't actually care. But it's another thing to to stoke the flames of the culture war. No, I think it's interesting because I think some of the conspiracy theories that he promotes, he doesn't he doesn't really believe them. It's right. just because he read it somewhere and he's like, oh, I can I can use this to whip up people and get them all worked up. But he did a show on um, for Fox Nation on animal autopsies. I'm like, I don't think that um, Tucker Carlson really believes that aliens are coming down and autopsying uh, livestock. I don't believe that he can, actually right. cares or believes that, but I think he knows it it taps into his base and keeps them all worked up. So he'll go ahead and promote it and make money off of it, whatever. Um, yeah. Kind of like the, uh, oh, and this, I don't know if you know about this, but um, it's, this is, we're getting kind of B-roll stuff, but the end of men, I don't, the crazy uh, testicle tanning. Oh yeah. Red sure. light. Right. That was shot at like an Alex Jones, um, property of some sort oh is that right i didn't yeah, know that the guys wow. working out were like a like they, they he never revealed that in the um documentary but researchers immediately found that out and they wow. were like there's a lot of overlap with those two this like do you have to go through assistance to get him on the phone no i mean he's not you know he's not that powerful of a man he's uh <laughs> you could just like call him yeah i've got his phone number now so i'm start like. gonna start prank calling him you have like recordings of this stuff don't you yeah yeah of course wow but he knows that like when you do an interview you know you're being recorded that's just sort of a given yeah but, yeah 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 I mean, i'm kidding i wouldn't actually <laughs> say this but like it'd be funny to throw a party and be like guess what i'm gonna play put it on like a like a remix people <laughs> would just like what he'd be like oh that shows don't that's even funny. understand that would be that would be kind of funny like a part of i mean i wouldn't we, no i get it ethically yeah. we don't do that but, of course not yeah but it's funny i just it, i would be i don't I, my heart would be racing to call him i don't think <laughs> i could that that would be that would be that would be quite difficult for me because i'd just be like you're crazy i would want it so hard to just like <laughs> go you're a horrible person and you can't do that you have to be right. like, yes sir thank you yeah you got to keep it together um and and you know when i i talk to him outside of the uh, Austin trial. I'll have to send you a video of this, but I spoke to him outside of the trial in oh, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have that. And he uh he he accused me of of being the one who was on trial and I had to remind him, no Alex, you are on trial. 
you know, it's almost like talking to a child sometimes. He's sort of, he's got turns of phrases that he just sort of says over and over again. Um, dinosaur media is one of them. Oh, wow. Or um, comparing himself to Lex Luthor uh, is another one. And, you know, it's almost like these these bits that he has that he can't he can't get out of his head. Have so. you faced any backlash from Alex Jones's people? Does he mention you ever on, on camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, after after uh, my article, he he was yelling up a storm um, on Infowars. Um, Owen Schroyer, actually, uh, that's Alex Jones's kind of sidekick who has his own program on Infowars. Owen Schroyer has done a segment on me because um, during the Connecticut trial, you know, I told you that people were putting up Infowars stickers outside of the courthouse. Uh, well, I tore them down. Um, yep. And so he got, you know, he was mad about that and um yeah i mean we've definitely we definitely butt heads <laughs> so he actually has like segments where he's like sebastian murdoch does he actually say your name i don't i don't i don't know about that but he does uh you know he does sort of they had to face any of his crazy fans uh yeah but mostly just online abuse and um you know that's uh that's just part of the job Oh yeah, I know. I know all about it. <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not too bad, and uh, obviously it is. Uh, I find the work very rewarding, um, and anytime I can make Alex Jones upset, um, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. What do you think is going to happen to Alex Jones? Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, I know he can't escape all of these settlements. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, he knows he's got like two to three years of appeals um, and, and the bankruptcy that he filed has kind of thrown things into whack. But he is eventually, you know, the, the law is coming for him. Um, he is going to have to pay up pretty heavily. Um, you know, one thing that I that I saw over the course of, of watching Infowars the past couple weeks is he has a new ad now and and in the ad he tells a story about how he went to a gas station and the guy at the gas station said alex i want to keep buying your products but i don't want my money to go to the people who sued you and alex goes oh well that's absolutely fine because they're not getting a dime and you know we've got two to three years of appeal and so you know make sure to keep buying the supplements because all that money is going to me Oh my God. They could sue him just for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what was so amazing about him. It's like, as soon as he got off the stand, he started saying stuff that they could still continue to sue him for. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he just doesn't care, you know, yeah, he, and doesn't... He, he seems reckless the way he talks to the press. Like he's just constantly talking to the press and you're like, Dude, nobody in the right mind, if they were facing that kind of litigation would be. Hey, yapping, I don't yapping, mind. Yapping. Do you, do you have any Alex Jones, um, do you have any more trials coming up? He does have a third Sandy Hook trial. Um, that date is uh, to be determined, um, but it will take place uh, back in Austin again. Um, so, yeah, I will uh, I will definitely be there. Do you have to, like, fly to Austin, stay in a hotel, and then spend your entire day? In the uh, courtroom, yeah. Wow. People yeah. have no idea what journalists go through. <laughs> they really don't. They, it, it's, it's funny. I get... Um, I, I don't know if you get this. I get like wacky tips that have nothing to do with my beat all the time. Uh -huh. I think they're doing me a favor and they're like, I got this great tip. And I'm like, it's if it's not about Fox News, I don't care. Right. <laughs> but you don't want to say that to someone. You don't want to be rude. You're like, you have no idea how hard this actual job is sometimes. Like, I just have to go through hours upon hours of Fox News and your tip about maybe uh, 
you know, like I, the other day I got a tip about the Proud Boys. I just sent it to Andy Campbell. Andy Campbell, by the way, is a mutual friend of Sebastian Murdoch and myself. That's right. That's how we met. Um, I know I knew Sebastian Murdoch before this interview. I know, shocking. You can't. <laughs> we're tell. both we're both we're both cat parents. We're, yeah, we're both. I've got, cat. I've got my little pepperoni. And I got uh, Odin and Thor. If, yeah. if anybody listens to podcast knows Odin and Thor, because I I mention them every podcast. So as promised, um, Sebastian gave me some clips of him interacting directly with Alex Jones. These are both on Twitter. This first one is Alex Jones outside of the courthouse in Austin. It's kind of a sunny day. He's got like a brown suit on. He sort of shuffles out and he is desperately smoking. That cigarette is the most important thing to this man's life. Uh, He's just clinging to it like some type of life raft, just puffing away. And he's sort of surrounded by press, but you can't see the press. You can sort of hear them. And Sebastian just basically is trying to talk to him. So I'm almost done here. So uh, you pretend to be a journalist and you want to look at people like me so you can say you're the good guy. I think I think you're on trial, though, right? For not having... No, the corporate media is on trial and so is the rigged judiciary here. But you literally no, no, today no. are no. on trial. No, you are Just on to trial. clarify. You're on trial. I'm not. You're on trial. Okay. Failed Soros propped up corporate media. All right. Nothing but a pirate. All right, ready to talk? We have similar questions. There was some confusion about when. Basically, Alex just turned to another uh, reporter. (laughs) That's it. But you could hear the. As he's like, just again, that cigarette is his life. Okay, and this is the second clip. Also, kind of an odd interaction. But I guess every interaction with Alex Jones would be a little strange. Listen, whatever fantasy land you want to make up, go ahead and make it up. Do you, do you, do you know how discredited the Huffington Post is? Like, tell dude, tell me about it. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, okay. I literally don't care. Okay. I'll talk to local news and stuff, but I mean, yeah. you guys are a joke. I'm just asking how you think Carpova did on the stand. I think Daria is an awesome patriot. Okay. And uh, worth a hundred of you guys. So Great. that's it. One of the hardest things about this beat, and I've seen other uh, journalists face this. I, I've seen, I, I once saw a clip of Gavin McInnes tearing into Jared Holt. Jared Holt is a researcher and journalist um, who specializes in the, in the far right and extremism. And he's amazing. He's like all over the television all the time talking about his gig because he gets invited a lot to speak. Um, and... Gavin McInnes was just screaming and screaming and screaming at Jared, trying to make fun of him. And Jared, you just have to re- maintain your composure. And Jared was just like, oh, okay, man. Great. <laughs> and it's not easy to do that. And that that these two clips that I just played for you are a great example. As, as Sebastian just holding it in, like, I have to be professional. I have to ask my questions. Uh, you know, you want to just unload on somebody as awful as Alex Jones, but we can't do that. That's not our job. So anyway, that is the end of the interview. Uh, Please check out Sebastian's article, check out his work, give him a follow. Um, He is uh, much younger than myself, but he is doing amazing work and um, he's a great person. And yeah, any cat parent I tend to tend to get along with. So if you would like to support this podcast, I have a Patreon um, and I also have, there's a dollar symbol at the top of my 
Twitter that goes straight to a payment processor. And of course, I now have paid subscriptions along with free subscriptions at my Substack. My paid subscriptions are only $5 a month. I picked the lowest level that I could possibly pick on Substack, so I still want to keep it as open as possible to everyone. And most of my content will remain free. I'm just going to have some extra bonus stuff for my subscribers. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting this project. And my cats, again, as I always mention, Odin and Thor send their love. I'll see you at the next podcast.